Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And I think we have a fun one today. <laughs> hey, you know, I actually meant to look up uh, a word and I did not do that. Big Damn fail. <laughs> Big fail. I also did not look up a word, but I I did find this more, like, fun topic to look up. Yes. Yes, I would say that, because, you know, that text message I sent you the other day after I did my research all fired up. Yeah, I think there were some... I went on some tangents. Like, I would be researching this and then, like, start looking into other things because I got distracted. So, uh... (laughs) Yes. I think it was a little more fun for me personally at least I agree with that uh do we have any like news breaks or anything to share <laughs> I don't think no so. I've, I've kind of stopped uh look I, I haven't looked at the Vicky White case recently honestly I know some may be surprised I haven't looked at it um I don't have anything on Lake Mead because nothing's coming out, and I don't think there's really been anything else big. No, I mean, I think there have been other things that have come out, but not things Another you and I, like, to. want to talk about, at least. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh-uh. Yeah, the Lake Mead's capacity falls below 30% officially. FBI has been assisting with Lake Mead remains investigation but there's literally no updates (laughs) no because they said it was going to take like i mean we're not going to figure out what that what was in the barrel for like years probably once it goes to forensics or whatever the right term is for that yeah the morgue they predict that the water levels in lake mead could drop another 12 feet by fall uh, so shall be interesting. I might have to what go there in the fall. What else is? I guess what else is found? We don't know. <laughs> I feel like I might have to go out there in the fall and do a little swimming. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> See what I <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's really it. No other crazy updates right now, and. Other than that, I guess we'll let you dive right into it. Sounds good. Across the United States, there are said to be close to 145 castles. Although they aren't all the fairy tale castles that you might be picturing in your head, but many being more of a palace or a large mansion. Or a large mansion. But I do want to say that I was extremely surprised, and I did text Peyton about this, to just Google castles in the United States and see what popped up. Because I literally had no idea that some of these places even existed. Okay, so one of the articles I talked about, it was like top 10 most haunted castles in the Midwest, was one of the articles I found, or like, whatever. And then I was like, wait a second. There are fucking castles in the United States, let alone the Midwest. Yes. So then, 
This turned into me looking up all the castles in the state of Michigan and then trying to determine what the difference between a castle and like a regular building is. And then determining out of all the castles listed on different articles, whether they were (laughs) castles or buildings. I probably spent a good hour doing this. Uh, Yeah, apparently we have a lot of fucking castles in Michigan and some not too far from me. That's or at least crazy. what online ca- calls a castle. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's like what online calls a castle or like what earned a name as a castle. But I feel like some of them are just like huge mansions. Like they yes. don't resemble like that fairy tale castle that I'm So like in my one head. of them talks about like the Whitney. So mm-hmm. like that we've covered before. And I was like, I wouldn't call that a castle. I would call no. that more of like a mansion. Like it's, it's bigger. Like, okay, sure. But then like there were, <laughs> there were, castles on University of Michigan campus that I was looking at pictures and they had been like converted to like ones like the law school or something like that and I was like okay but looking at this it would remind me not like a traditional castle but more of like um like the royal castle where it's like like Buckingham Palace yeah 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 actually exactly like Buckingham Palace where it's like this giant it's more like a fort almost I feel like where it's it's just like a huge thing that looks almost like it looks almost like the freaking White House like there's no Mm -hmm. towers or anything but it's like this giant massive thing that's kind of what they reminded me of a lot of them so then I was like I don't know and I got distracted I will say however this one looks like a castle to me (laughs) you think I kind of maybe I mean there are things that make me feel more castle like interesting I didn't really get that vibe so one of these the castle that we're referring to is one that I didn't know existed which is Easton (laughs) Castle um I think it looks more like a larger mansion like similar like the Whitney okay I can see it there is like, like Willard Library even like it's like a bigger building it's got like some like you know it's more of like a house like a mansion that it's kind of got it's... like that tower feel that makes it feel like a castle okay in the one spot but i will agree i'm looking at pictures again and say honestly it does kind of look more like a mansion it's just like a, a yeah a mansion i don't know it's not i guess when i think of a castle i think of like either like one the castles in like Europe that look like you know like the Disney castle, yeah, or more of like forts, which are also like very common in Europe, where it's just like these big brick or like concrete buildings that just have like the weird tops on them. Yeah, so I and I looked it up again so I could read it, but the definition of castle is a large building typically of the medieval period, mm-hmm. but fortified against attack with thick walls, battlements, towers, and in many cases, a moat. So that's why I said like it kind of has that tower vibe, but a lot of these things classified as castles aren't really castles, in my opinion. <laughs> no, it's really easy to get a castle name, apparently. If we got 145 of them in the States. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wor- work towards uh, getting my uh, own castle. I also live in a castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a castle because it's two stories. Duh. 
<laughs> you declared that. <laughs> I've declared it. So, Easton Castle is located in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Aberdeen is located in the northeastern part of South Dakota. And in 2020, it had a population of 28,495 people, which actually made it the third largest city in South Dakota, which was also wild to me because I don't feel like that's a lot of people, but I guess there's probably not a lot of people that live in South Dakota. No offense to anyone that lives in South Dakota. (laughs) So I actually, just for like (laughs) a fun fact here, I looked up the city I live in um, to compare the population. And my city population, according to the 2020 census, is 83,986 people. Yep. And that's like... And it's the second most is. populated city in Oakland County, actually. Just in just in the county, though, not in just the state, in our county. Which is, yeah. Which is very interesting because we have some big cities in this county. So I just I thought that was funny that I should just share that. But twenty eight thousand people is not a lot of people, especially in comparison to to that. So to be the third largest in the entire state. South Dakota is pretty uh, underpopulated, I would say. All the people are in Michigan, apparently. <laughs> it's more than the city I grew up in, which was a one-square-mile city. It was literally a mile by a mile. <laughs> well, I guess, but <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But it's not much bigger than that. So, like, to paint a picture, it's a bigger city than that, than, like, one square yeah, mile. it's not one square mile. It's, like, several miles. Yes. <laughs> Lots of so, things going on there. It's just, it's very interesting to think about. <laughs> Eastern Castle sits at the end of 2nd Avenue at a dead end, and the home was built in 1888 by C.A. Bliss. Bliss is said to have been a banker and a hotelier in one article. And in another article, he was said to be a farmer, but basically whatever he is, he's wealthy because I don't know what his actual title was every time (laughs) I tried to confirm it. Same. It's so (laughs) weird. But also I tried to find out what his full name was and all I could ever find was C.A. Bliss. (laughs) Yeah. Which wasn't helpful. No, not, not helpful at all. So he was definitely wealthy. And then shortly after he started to build this home, he became broke in 1893. Not long after building the home, he ran into a bunch of financial troubles. Yikes. And the home <laughs> was basically foreclosed on. So this, <laughs> right, the worst nightmare of someone that wealthy to buy this huge, build this huge place. So this is when C.F. Easton obtained the home. And this is who the, quote, castle would be named after, which I just wanted to note again, which we might go on another tangent, which I kind of thought was unusual because it seems like normally places are named after, like, the first owner and the the first, the person that, like, built it and, like, created it. So Yeah, but I'm wondering if maybe because they were, Bliss was only in the home for, like, five years, (laughs) and then... And then Easton was like, uh, I'm going to rename this. True. 
Or I, I was thinking maybe like because it was a foreclosure that it was like embarrassed upon, like they were embarrassed maybe. by it. So like it just kind of went from being one name to another name. But I feel like that's uncommon. Normally it's just whoever lived there first, it's like that's their place. And it just sticks. Like for a no legacy. Reason. Yeah. Yeah. That is it is weird. I notated that too. <laughs> I'm happy we're on the same page here. So the Easton family had made many changes to the home and finishes, including one that we'll talk about later on more, but bricking over the original wooden green facade. And the family lived out the remainder of their years here until their deaths. So Easton's daughter had passed away in 1918. He had passed away in 1935. His wife passed away in 1944 and then his son in 1956. His son had basically left the home in a disarray, leaving it to even be actually scheduled for a demolition, and it was abandoned. It had been a place for people to just kind of, like, break into and hang out in. Um, It was pretty much a mess, so the city wanted to get rid of it completely, and it was scheduled for this demolition until a local veterinarian, Sam Holman, had felt the urge to bring this castle back to life. One of his said reasons that the Holmans wanted to bring the castle back to life was the history that was connected to it, and also the apparent connection to a book and movie that had come out years earlier. Also a connection to those green walls that the Easton family had bricked over all those years earlier, as we previously mentioned. From 1888 to 1891, so when Bliss was living in the home, L. Frank Baum was a resident of Aberdeen, and he was also a frequent guest to the Bliss home. So Peyton, do you know who that who L. Frank Baum is? So I know now because I looked it up. And you didn't know who it, it was before? But I did, no. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I'm not I'm not ashamed to uh, say that. So he is the author and writer of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. And he wrote it in the 1900s. And I'm really offended that you didn't know his name just like right off the bat because that's like an OG. I'm really sorry. (laughs) I have never seen The Full Wizard of Oz. What? Um, and here's why. I watched it once as a kid, um, and I only watched part of it, and it freaked me out, and I never watched it again. And that's how I am with my life. I know what it's about. I've seen, like, clips and memes and GIFs and all that stuff, and that's totally fine for me. But what? I have never seen it. <laughs> no way. That was, like, one of my favorites. And really? the book, yeah. And even like I reread the book in like my adult life because it's like a chapter book. It's not necessarily like a children's book. It's more like um, suck. What am I thinking of? What's the C.S. Lewis? Well, do you know who C.S. Lewis is? The the Lion, the Witch, and yes. the Wardrobe. Okay, so well, I don't <laughs> know. You didn't Narnia. know who L. Frank Baum was. Uh, I didn't even know <laughs> that. I'm gonna be a thousand percent honest. I did not even know The Wizard of Oz was based off books. What? Uh, yes i i know he wrote a shit ton of books but so the it's more of like a chapter book like how the lion the witch and the wardrobe were like that they make it more towards like children and i feel like the movies and like obviously kids like young adult books 
but I've read it in my adult life and I was like wow this is such a great book like the book is even better now than it was back then and like I just I don't know it was one of those things you got to read some of those things again like holes I think in your adult life (laughs) that's a really good idea I've been like craving to watch that movie actually uh it's different maybe I'll maybe I'll read the books they're good so he had wrote the wonderful world of oz which is the first one in the 1900s and it's said that many descriptions within this famous text actually had come from easton's castle and the city of aberdeen the descriptions and references to kansas are said to be eerily similar to south dakota at this time and there was also this large emerald home that had sat on the hill which by no coincidence was covered with yellow brick could this be the idea for the Emerald City? Some might say. And Baum's characters are, or character of Dorothy is said to be based off of his niece, which another piece of information that like it says one name and then says another name. Some things said that her name was Matilda and some said that she went by Leslie. So I'm not sure if Leslie was like her middle name or a nickname. But it is said that she may have been telling her uncle of all of her day-to-day adventures she had had, but it wouldn't be surprising if there was mentions of a green castle that was alone on the hill because this home had once been green, that she could even see this home from her house. So it just seems like it might be a very odd coincidence if some of these connections he came up with by himself. Yeah, I think that's like super interesting and definitely adds to part of the history of the home because at first I was like what his like I know it's an old building but like not all old buildings technically contribute to like history but if you're in an area where it's like not heavily populated and you had a famous author there who potentially based (laughs) stories big stories off that home like that would be worth keeping around. I would think so. And it, like, ends up on the historical registry and all those things. Yeah. Like, people want to go and see a place like that. Um, I know we've mentioned this before, but all old buildings with a long history are meant just to have some sort of paranormal activity. And I feel like if they don't, then someone's lying to you because it just wouldn't uh, be right yeah. for them to not have a ghost story. I mean, this um, home is, like, 140 years old, and at least one entire family died in that home, so, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, weird. Yeah, the Eastons had all passed away, so it said that they may be, may be part of the reason for footsteps or creaking, but there are also rumors that the niece, Leslie, had, who was the inspiration for Dorothy, is also still lingering, as there have been reports of a woman looking quite like her in the home. Although the Holmans, who now operate the property or land around the home as a campsite, claim that the castle is not haunted, which seems to be quite odd to me, because the Easton Castle is listed in the top five most terrifying places in South Dakota, and also on the most haunted places in South Dakota. So, so this is something I was struggling with, and here's why. 
if you're current owners of something and you like run like in an organization to keep up and maintain the grounds and preserve the beauty of like the home and the grounds and you have allow people to camp on it and you can host occasional campfire parties and like you do all this stuff wouldn't you be interested in some sort of way to also maybe potentially make money and so and the reason I say that is because I feel like more people would be interested in like ghost tours or things like that if you did kind of utilize that to like sell even if you over exaggerate it you know what I mean like you'll see people places like over exaggerate the ghost a lot of places do that Uh uh-huh so I just I do think it's really weird and interesting because you think they'd take the approach like we have money (laughs) yeah you can make some of your money back yeah and it kind of seems so like the property itself is like for campground like a campground you can go and camp there um but it seems like the house itself, like, they still live there or, like, they are doing something out of it. Like, there's offices out of it or something. Like, if yeah. you stay at the property, it doesn't sound like you could just, like, go in there and, like, tour the house. It's kind of, like, closed off, which I found was super weird, especially being that it's this historical place. There's It's possibly, like, haunted. Like, I think even just being a historical place, people would want to, like, go in, go inside of it and do tours, like, if they... And I would totally, like, if I were them, I would totally pitch and sell and, like, play up the whole haunted by a ghost. That's potentially the character based, like, Dorsey's based off of. That's, like, a big deal. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know. Maybe that's just me. It's definitely, I would say, a huge deal. Um, And I guess kind of, like, off of that because, you know, they didn't take the opportunity to run with that. So in Aberdeen, there is actually an amusement park type area that's called like Storybook Land or something along those lines. And it's like all the like nursery rhymes and like all those little tales along with the Wizard of Oz. So they have like an amusement park that's based off of the Wizard of Oz and like have all these different places. Um, Interesting. Which I thought was pretty cool because growing up we had something similar to that in Wisconsin Dells where they had like, I don't know, you could go, I can't think of anything right now. But basically it was like those old books and like the nursery rhymes and you could go and eat lunch with the three bears and like things like that. Oh, that's so cool. Which is different than like our modern day Disney. So that is like out there and someone is profiting off of it because they're in the same town of what the Wizard of Oz was basically literally (laughs) so why would you not profit off of that like there's people probably driving from miles and miles to go there that don't even realize like this story of what Easton Castle is and like that it might have been based off of or like the reasoning for the Wizard of Oz itself because they're not selling it up which is crazy I agree, and I definitely think it could kind of amp up their tourism in the whole city, even. Like, I'm looking at this place on the map, and I mean, okay, yes, it's kind of centrally located, but you're not far from the border of North Dakota, uh, probably a few hours from Fargo, but then you're also close to, like, 
the middle of the border of Minnesota. And so then Mm -hmm. right underneath Minnesota is Iowa. I mean, like, yes. Is it a bit of a drive? Probably. But if you're living in areas that are hours away and you don't have something to do like that, where big towns are hours away, I'm sure you could get a lot of tourism from stuff like that. Even if it's just like locals or, you know, people only coming a couple hours. That's true. And I do think that there would probably even be people like, oh, you know, that was my favorite book, like growing up or like my favorite movie growing up or you know, my grandma used to make me watch this movie or whatever it was that they'd be interested in going there. I think that there's a lot of places out there that people are just drawn to because there's some sort of connection to a book or a movie or I don't think it would be uncommon for people to travel there from far. I agree. But I was disappointed. I told, I had texted Peyton afterwards. I was like, you know, I was really excited for this because of the historical aspect and like how I first found out about it. It came up on like all these most terrifying, most haunted places. And I want more ghost stories. And they're not really offered because the Holmans kind of shut it down that it's not haunted. There's no ghosts here, which. And they've owned it since like the late 60s or early 70s or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did tell Sydney we could have picked another case, but... I already did it. <laughs> well, and I think you had another point, like, the history behind it. I do think it makes it a very neat story. And, yes, there might not be a ton of ghost stories, but the fact that the theory by other people in this building besides the family is that the ghost that's, like, haunting them is potential- potentially the inspiration for Dorothy, I think that makes it interesting. I think so. And I didn't even watch the movie, nor did I read the books. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm I'm really offended by that. I'm really surprised by that, too. It's a classic. I'm so sorry. I knew you might be upset about that, but I just had to be honest. <laughs> classic. Yeah, I was actually, so, you know, I've, I feel like a lot of the cases that I have less on, left on my list are either, like, ones that I feel like, I don't want to cover just yet because something might happen with it or I don't really know like what all I want to do with it like Abraham Lincoln um but there's like a number (laughs) of things on there but so I started like going to my good friend Google and just typing in states and that's how I, I was like what's in South Dakota interesting things in South Dakota and I'm like how could the Wizard of Oz be tied to this and I about lost my mind it's just yeah, crazy I've what you can finding, find. I've been finding some stuff like that, and, like, that's how I found some of my past cases, too. Uh, but now I'm trying to clean up my list, and I'm the opposite. I'm picking these cases that are, like, overwhelming. <laughs> so, sorry in advance. <laughs> the next good. one's also like that, though. And then I'm going to have to pick something else to make it, like, lighter. <laughs> lighter what does lighter even entail I don't know something not as like dark and like heavy looking into (laughs) I guess I guess that's true but everyone go camp outside of uh, the Emerald City that's all I really got for you that's all you can do you can't go inside maybe you can sneak inside but don't hold your breath alright well (laughs) 
you got uh, any, I don't have anything else to add. So I guess I should ask if you have anything else to add before we move on. <laughs> nope, but I got a fact and a joke. That was originally what I was going to ask. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, let's go fact first. I'm still in a fact first mood. <laughs> the word guacamole literally translates. Oh my God. The word guacamole literally translates to avocado sauce in Nautil or Aztec language. Weird. <laughs> Avocado sauce. Avocado sauce. So I think I might start using that. Do you want another fun fact? We're recording in advance, so sorry, people, when this episode comes out, this is not actually what it is. But as of today, I'm officially 16 weeks, and my baby is the size of an avocado. (laughs) Avocado sauce. So this is, like, perfect because it's literally as of today. (laughs) Avocado sauce. I love this. I'm, I, I still loved the, the Polar Express bell, though. I about lost my mind. <laughs> I knew I had to send that one to you. Changed my life. Um, This week, it's an avocado or the size of the music box in Anastasia. Ooh, I like that one, too. I know. I was like, I like this. Jacob's like, what's that look like? I was like, I know what it looks like. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> This isn't meant for you. This is meant for me. <laughs> this week's for me. <laughs> I feel like it knows what you what you like what you like though, or what people around you like. Anastasia, Polar Express. Come on. <laughs> we had Pokemon cards the one week. These like, are this, this is, is my classics. life. Classics. Classics. <laughs> this is good stuff. I know. Good app. <laughs> it's a good one All for right. sure. Alright, hit me with the joke. <laughs> Why do tortilla chips always beat potato chips in a debate? Why? Because the tortilla chips have a point. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. Do you? I thought that one was going to be one that you're going to be like, really? Really? I like that one. (laughs) Really? I'm going to go tell that joke, actually, since I walk out of this room. (laughs) Good. I love it. All right, folks. Well, you can find us on Facebook, Tacos and Tequila Podcast. On Instagram, which is Tacos and Tequila. We also have a website, tacosandtequilapodcast.com. Has links to all our episodes with all our sources and pictures and all of that good stuff if you're listening on apple podcasts or spotify make sure that you leave a rating or review to help us get noticed and it's really cool to just see what you guys like and yeah that's really it yeah that's it uh i don't really have much else to add i don't think (laughs) Uh, I think we mentioned before, you know, also feeling free to emailing us, tacosandtequilla at gmail.com. If you have any case suggestions, I know I've been trying to be better about checking the email. So if you do email us, we should hopefully have a response for you sooner. But yeah, we appreciate any 
referrals to listen to us, any shares, any suggestions, and any uh, ratings and reviews. All the things. Yes. (laughs) I think that's it. I don't have anything else to add. Do you? No, I think that's it. I think we're just rambling now. Sweet. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I guess we will talk to you guys next week then. Bye. Bye. Ha 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 ha!